The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fourth chapter. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again, it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. This is the gospel of our Lord. Thank you, Jeremy. The main takeaway, what's your to remember today, is that when God confronted Adam and Eve in the garden, looking for them to confess what they've done, instead they blamed one another and blamed the devil. And when the devil deceived... He used God's own words to deceive. And Adam and Eve were unable to resist, for they couldn't quite remember God's words. Because they weren't familiar. But when Jesus was confronted by the devil in the wilderness, on our behalf, he heard the tempter, the evil one, the devil, twist God's word against God himself. And instead of being deceived, he said, well, yes, it is written, but here also it is written. And by the word of God alone, our Lord Christ Jesus, our mighty redeemer, victor, and mighty fortress, defeated the devil. The apostle John reveals to us in his first epistle, quote, The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. That's from chapter 3, verse 8. In fact, in the Old Testament reading today, Christ Jesus is first promised to us. The first words of the gospel are found in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. While God is cursing the serpent Satan, he says, I will put enmity between you, Satan, and the woman... 
and between your offspring, demons, and her offspring. Her offspring will bruise your head, Satan, and you, Satan, shall bruise his heel. And thus the Son of God appeared for the first time to us. Of course, once you know, you know. And then you begin to see the Son of God, Jesus, everywhere, including before Genesis chapter 3. But right here, we get our first promise directly from God that the offspring of woman, a future son, will be enemies with Satan and his demons. And his, this son will bruise or crush Satan's head, though Satan will also bruise the son's heel. From this point on, all who heard and remembered these words had faith in God's promised son who would defeat Satan, the deceiver. And that faith in God's word of promise saved them. Jesus Christ appeared in our world, born of the Virgin Mary to destroy the works of the devil. You may be thinking and asking yourself, Pastor, I thought his chief work was to fulfill God's will, suffer, die, and rise again for the sins of the world. And yes, you are right. But we're both saying the same thing. By Christ's perfect following of God's will, by Christ Jesus' perfect devotion to and love of God's word, by Jesus Christ's wonderful love shown not only in words and miracles for those that he met, but perfectly shown in his self-sacrifice on the cross for the sins of the whole world. There, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, born of Mary, destroyed the works of the devil. What ultimately are the works of the devil? We see them in today's gospel reading. To steer the faithful away from trust in God and his word. But that is done away with by Christ's death and resurrection. For if Jesus rose from the dead, think about this, nothing else matters. If Jesus Christ rose from the dead, that means that everything he said and all of the scriptures that he inspired and testified of are now the most important thing in the world and we should build our lives and communities and personal lives around them. The work of the devil is in second part to lure Christians into false teaching and the love of money and pleasure and cares of this world. That again is destroyed by Christ's death and resurrection for our precious Christ has given to us his last will and testament, the one thing needful in the simplest way possible. It is written in a book, true teaching, given to us in the simplest way, words connected to water delivered to all people. Bread and wine become body and blood for the forgiveness of sin. Done each week for 2,000 years. The third way the devil works is to kill. The devil makes sick. The devil confuses. The devil torments you and makes your life unbearable. 
and in the same way distracts and points away from himself and makes you think that it's not the devil's doing. Yet by your baptism into Christ Jesus' death and resurrection, you have joined him in dying one time that you would rise again, never to die again. You are pulled up out of the waters and you share life eternal, new life now with Christ. Even if you fall, even if you grow sick, even if you depart from this earthly life, you will live forever. That's Christ's promise in John chapter 11. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, Paul writes. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. As Christians, when we're baptized, we say something very strong. Right? We've had a number of baptisms in the last three years. Maybe you remember your confirmation when you confirmed your baptism and you repeated the vows yourself. On that day, I, or someone who looked like me, or made the exact same vow that I made in my ordination, looked at you and asked this question. Do you renounce the devil and all his works and all his ways? Hopefully, you responded and still respond now. Yes, I renounce him. Now, isn't that interesting? Before that day, even if you were an infant when it happened, you preferred the ways of the devil. I know it to be true because it's true of myself, too. It's something that we all still struggle with, with our original sin that leads us to temptation. The devil always makes a fair point, right? Did God actually say that you would die? You won't die if you eat the fruit of the garden or the tree in the garden. Yes, Adam and Eve technically didn't die the moment they ate the fruit. Instead, now they would someday die. You see, we would have gone on being great friends with the devil. We would have been lost in our own sin, temptation, and wickedness had God in his mercy and love not cursed the devil and put enmity between ourselves and the devil and his demons. And now, boy, oh boy, Boy, oh boy, is the devil angry with you because you've allied yourself with Jesus Christ in your baptism. If you renounce the devil and all his works, if you are baptized into Christ, well, now you're the devil's enemy. You've renounced him publicly. Now he's got someone to fight and lead astray and tempt that he didn't have to before when you were lost. In truth, being a true Christian is not an idle sport. It's a continual struggle with flesh, with the world, and with the devil, because the devil is the enemy of all humanity, but he is the most bitter enemy of Christians. 
He slinks after them day and night to entice them away from the fortress of Jesus Christ and his word. To push them into darkness, blindness, sin, death, and ruin. If you are baptized into Christ, you share in Christ's victory. The strife is over, the battle is won. But this is also true. Whoever is victorious in Christ will also end up fighting the devil just as he did. If Satan crossed swords with your head, Jesus Christ, then the head's members, his body, dare not think they're excused from that battle too. The God of Israel has a special name in the Old Testament that we sang of in A Mighty Fortress is Our God. The Lord of hosts, or the Lord God of Sabaoth. Sabaoth Lord. Literally means the Lord of the host or armies. Every Bible passage is a war trumpet of the Lord of hosts, of Sabaoth Lord, blowing to call Christians to battle. If you in baptism have vowed to renounce the devil and all his works and all his ways, each day of your life is also joined to Christ's battle. As Christ was driven into the wilderness immediately after his baptism to be tempted. It's why the devil says, if you are the son of God. Because the devil is trying to doubt the direct word from God the Father that Jesus just heard at his baptism. Do you remember? Heaven opens up and the Father says, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And like any critic that focuses on the negative, for the rest of Jesus' earthly life, the devil will be tempting him, asking, Oh, are you really the Son of God? Sure, God said it, but is that really true? If you believe in Christ, if you believe in his word, you share his victory now. You have chosen the best part. Rejoice. But please bear in mind, you are still in the world, right? So when Martin Luther, in his 20 questions before, uh, in examining yourself before taking communion... He says, if you don't know why you need to take communion today, ask yourself, am I still living in the world? Do I still have flesh and blood? He says, touch your skin. Am I still flesh and blood? That means I'm still bound to temptation and sin in this world. I still live in a land that is full of sickness and death and sin where Satan lives. The prince of this world. The devil is around you with his demons and his tools. He's busy trying to make shipwreck of your faith once more. To make sure you're tired. To make sure you don't feel like seeking Christ today. To make sure you don't feel like seeking out Christ and his gifts in the supper. Or remembering your baptism. To bring you back under his scepter. Satan is never far away. He and his demons are wherever people are, and most fiercely where Christians are. Was something good about to happen at your church? Well, that's a target 
that's a target for the evil one? Was there a little bit too much peace and concord in your council meeting or in your Bible study group? Well, that's a target for the devil who sows discord wherever he goes and lies and slander. An English author named Jonathan Swift said something that really resonated with me. He said, if a lie is believed for one hour, it has done its work. The devil hates it when you pray. He hates it when you trust in the Lord. He hates it when you read God's word. He hates it when you come to this church. He hates it when you hear sermons and receive the supper. Because those are all tools that you can use. Weapons that you have against Satan. The ones God gave you and connected promises to. And this is what Paul spoke of in our epistle. Of having a weapon in the right hand and the left hand. So how should a Christian do battle? Let Christ, the general, take the lead. Follow Jesus. Follow him wherever he goes. And that's scary because he goes to the cross. He goes where people desert him. He goes where people lie about him continually for days and weeks on end until he's killed. He goes to places where he has to forgive even though they don't deserve it. But let Christ the general take the lead. Satan tempted Jesus to disbelieve, but Christ answered. And I want you to follow him in this regard. When Satan tempted Jesus to disbelieve, Christ answered, It is written. Satan tempted Jesus toward false doctrine. And Jesus answered, It is written. Satan tempted Jesus to pride and pleasure and riches and the easy way out without suffering, without the cross. And Jesus answered, it is written. My fellow Christians, my dear Christians, make it your weapon in all temptation. Learn from your Savior Christ and all of Satan's attacks. Answer, it is written. I am baptized into Christ. Jesus died and rose for me. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. The word of God is the sword of the Spirit. Seize it in faith. You can do battle. All the fiery arrows of the devil will be quenched and put out on your shield of faith. If trouble tempts you, grab the verse, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Hebrews 13. If you're tempted by false doctrine because it will make things easier for you or for your family, cling to the word. Otherwise, you're on your own. If a false teacher makes a false promise and quotes God's word, hold up scripture against his or her scripture the same way Jesus did. Whenever you read the scriptures, hold up what is clear. Hold up what is clear in them against what is unclear or hold up what is clear in scripture against the unclear things that you face in life, the struggles that you face in life, difficult decisions you must make, hold up to them what is clear in the scriptures. 
Imitate your Savior. Yes, Jesus says. I see you've quoted scripture to support whatever evil you are trying to promote, right? So when he's talking to the devil, I see you're using scripture, devil. Yet hear this. It is written here. It is written here. It is written here. Otherwise. Jesus Christ is your mighty fortress. If you are ever tempted to think that you are not worthy, if you are ever tempted because the devil whispers in your ear that you are not loved or that Christ's sacrifice on the cross and his resurrection are not enough for you or can't cover your mistakes or your failures because you keep doing them, yell at Satan. (laughs) Yell at him to leave you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That is the name that is all-powerful that you are baptized into. And remember that it is written in Mark 16, 16. Jesus said with his own mouth, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. And that promise is for you. This saying is trustworthy and true. That Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. This saying is trustworthy and true. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the work of the devil. Jesus says to you, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. And you will find rest for your souls. Matthew 11. Take hold of the word. Take hold of Christ your mighty fortress. In Christ, our mighty fortress, you share his eternal victory and no one can take it from you. Christ Jesus entered the world to destroy the work of the devil and he did it. He's won. The strife is over. The victory is won. Amen.